Shalom and be greeted in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. This teaching is part two of a series entitled Black People in the Bible. And I believe that by now you have already listened to part one because part one serves as an introduction to this entire series. So it is very much important that you get hold of part one so that you can at least have an idea of what you are speaking about. Now, in part two of our teaching here, our story begins in the book of Genesis chapter 10. And here it is after the global flood that had destroyed everything in the world except for uh, a family of Noah, his wife, his three sons, Shem, Ham and Japheth, and their three wives. So they were the only ones who survived the flood. The rest of the world was destroyed by the flood. Now, when you go into the book of Genesis chapter 10, verse 6, it mentions the sons of Ham. Because our focus is going to be on Ham, not on Shem and Japheth, because black people originated from Ham here. So, it gives us the names of Ham, and it says the sons were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. Now, the other name for Mizraim is Egypt, and the other name for Put, it's Libya. So the sons of Ham, we can say it was Cush, Egypt, Libya, and Canaan. Or Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. And that one you will find in the book of Genesis chapter 10, verse 6. Then the Bible in the same chapter, Genesis 10, verse 9 to 12, now focuses on Cush. And it mentions the name of one of the sons of Cush named Nimrod. So if you need to know more about Nimrod, get hold of my teaching entitled The Origin and True Meaning of Easter. Uh, that is where I speak about Nimrod and you will know how evil Nimrod was. But in this regard, we are not going to focus much on the evilness of Nimrod, because we, we read here that one thing that Nimrod did despite being evil, this was the man who built kingdoms and he established civilization out of which other cities were built. So this was actually the first black architect, because the name Kush means black. So his son Nimrod was black as well, and he was the first architect. And then when you read it further, we understand that the other sons of Kush then were Seba, and this one you will find in the book of Genesis chapter 10 verse 7. It mentions that other than Nimrod, the other sons of Cush were Seba, Havila, Sapta, Rama, and Sapteca. These were the sons of Cush. Of and now, out of all these sons, out of uh, Seba, Havila, Sapta, Rama, and Sapteca, and Nimrod, I want us, our focus to be on Havila, to just briefly look at Havila. Because Havila is also the land of Havila. It's now mentioned in the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 10 to 11, where the Bible is speaking about the Garden of Eden. It says that there was a river that flowed from Eden to this Cushite land, which was very close to Eden. So this one really shows us that the Garden of Eden was very close to the land of a black man, to the land of the Cushite, because there was even a river that was flowing out of Eden into this land of, of Havila. So, but you can read it in the book of Genesis chapter 2, 
verse 10 to 11. Now we fast forward and we go to the man by the name of Abraham. When you go to the book of Genesis 25 verse 1. After the wife of Abraham, Sarah, had died, we see here Abraham marrying a woman called Keturah. I know most of us, we only know about Sarah and somehow Hagar, but we read in Genesis 25 verse 1 that Abraham married a woman called Keturah. And Keturah gave birth to two sons called Zimran, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. So this one you will find in Genesis 25 too, where the sons of Keturah are mentioned. So meaning that Keturah had six more sons with Abraham, namely Zimran, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. But here there is one man that we are going, one son of Keturah that we are going to focus uh, mainly on and that is Midian. So we understand that Keturah was a black woman. So Abraham married into a black family. So his son Midian and I'm going to give you proof throughout this teaching why am I saying Keturah was black and you'll be able to see it from the word of the Lord as well. That indeed Keturah must have been black. Now out of all the sons we are going to focus on the son called Midian. And I, I remember, I, I want to believe that you will remember that. Do you remember when the brothers of Joseph sold him? They sold him to the Midianites. And the Midianites then took Joseph and sold him to Potiphar in Egypt. Okay, and that one, that story is in Genesis chapter 37 verse 28. We know that Joseph was sold by the Midianites and they sold him to the Egyptians, to Potiphar in in Egypt, alright, and now we, we remember one thing that when you speak about Egypt here, the other e name for Egypt, remember it's Mizraim, who was the son of Ham, so this was a descendant of Cush, and we understand that when Joseph was in Egypt, he also married an Egyptian woman called Asenath, this one you can read in the book of Genesis chapter 41 verse 45, that Joseph married a woman called Asenath who was an Egyptian and she gave birth to two sons Manasseh and Ephraim so meaning if Egyptians were the descendants of Ham it means they must have been black and as a result meaning Joseph had also married into a black family and since he married into a black family he had two sons Manasseh and, and Ephraim and remember his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, became part of the twelve tribes of Israel because Joseph and Levi were not included in the twelve tribes of Israel. So they were replaced by the sons of Joseph, Manasseh and, and Ephraim. So these are the Midianites. And one other person that we can speak about, remember that the Israelites were in Egypt and then Moses was also born. And when Moses was born we know the story that he killed an egyptian in the book of exodus chapter 2 and he fled to the land of midian now notice moses the name midian comes up again the son of keturah so moses fled to the land of of midian 
And when he came to Midiende, this is where he worked for a priest there by the name of Jethro. He worked for Jethro, or the other name is Ruel. So, and he worked for this man for 40 years. And the Bible says that Jethro was a priest. Now, we, and we should ask ourselves a question. How can Jethro be a priest? He is a priest because he is a descendant of, of Abraham, remember. So, in other words, he is a Midianite. The son of Keturah. Midian was the son of Keturah. So, this simply means that Jethro was a black man. And since Jethro was a black man, he was also a priest. And how did he know about this God? It is because he learned from Abraham. He learned about the God of his uh, grandfather Abraham. So in other words, it means that the Midianites continued to hold fast to the faith that they were taught by Abraham. Now, when you go to Exodus 2 verse 21, this is where we see Moses getting married. And Moses married the daughter of Jethro by the name of Zipporah. Gen Exodus 2 verse 21. Moses, while he was in Midian, he then married a daughter of Jethro called Zipporah. And Zipporah, without any shadow of doubt, because here we are looking at Jethro being a Midianite, and Midian being the son of Keturah, and Keturah being black, obviously Jethro was also black. And we see evidence of their blackness in the book of Numbers chapter 12 verse 1. This is where the act of racism is recorded. Because we can read it in the book of Numbers chapter 12 verse 1. It says Moses, and this is good news version. It says Moses had married a Cushite woman. Now you remember I said the name Cush means black. And Cush was the son of Ham. Where black people originated from. So it says Moses had married a Cushite woman and Miriam and Aaron criticized him for it. So you see that Miriam, who was the sister of Moses, criticized Moses for marrying a black woman, a Cushite woman by the name of Zipporah. And we know the story that God then punished Miriam by giving her leprosy. So it shows that God is totally against racism because if racism was the right thing, God will have not gone out of his way to punish Miriam with leprosy. But God was very much angry with uh, the act of racism that is recorded in the book of Numbers chapter 12 verse 1. Where Miriam and Aaron decided to criticize Moses because he had married a Cushite woman. Now remember I said that Zipporah was the daughter of Jethro. Jethro who was a Midianite and who was also a priest. Now, when you go further to the book of Exodus chapter 18, Exodus chapter 18, there is a story that is narrated there where Moses, went, where Jethro rather, went to see Moses and he took the wife to Moses. And when Jethro came there, he observed one thing that Moses was doing. Moses will sit and people will come and bring their cases for Moses to judge. And they will be forming a very long line. And then Jethro sat there and he observed how Moses were doing things. And ultimately, he speaks to Moses and he says, that What you are doing is not right because it's going to tire you. And it is also going to frustrate these people. So he then advised Moses that, Why don't you appoint leaders? Divide people 
according to their positions and to their capabilities. And let people go to different leaders with their cases and you become only something like the high judge. You know, you will only deal with those cases that they could not resolve. So, and we realize that Moses took the advice of his father-in-law Jethro. So we see that for the 40 years that Moses spent in Midian, he was mentored by this man called Jethro. Because remember, the first 40 years of Moses, he spent in Egypt, where he was educated in all the philosophies of Egypt. So, at one point, even when he fled to, he fled to Midian, Zipporah even mistaken Moses to be an Egyptian, because this man was raised in the house of Pharaoh. So, he knew everything about the religion, the gods of Egypt, and the history of Egypt. So, the, for the next 40 years, when he fled and he spent in Midian with Jethro, this is where, in other words, Jethro was actually mentoring Moses, you know, teaching him about the God of Abraham that Moses did not know about. Because remember, Moses was only adopted by the daughter of Pharaoh when he was just a baby. So, in other words, it means that nobody taught him about the God of Abraham. So, this is where we see this black man, Jethro, here, playing a vital role in mentoring Moses to know about the God of his uh, father. Abraham. So this man played a very much important role. Hence, we see Moses taking every advice that he is given by Jethro to show that he was his mentor. And so we see the mentorship program that Jethro had with Moses had worked dramatically upon his life. Now, when you go to the book from there, when you go to the book of Numbers chapter 10, now, here I'm going to speak about a man who played a very important role in restoring the inheritance of a black man. So before I introduce this man, I want us to a little bit focus, to go back and remember what happened in the book of Genesis 25 verse 6. Now here we understand that in the book of Genesis 25 verse 6, this is where Mo, uh, Abraham, Father Abraham, was married to Keturah. And the Bible says that everything that Abraham had, he gave to the son of promise, that was Isaac. And then he also gave some to his son Ishmael by the Egyptian woman um, Hagar. So, but the Bible says that he gave gifts to the sons of his concubine. In other words, to Keturah, we see Isaac having all the inheritance, Yantatuahai Abraham. And then Ishmael, remember, was also blessed by God already. So Ishmael also had the blessing of the Lord. So it was only the sons of Keturah who did not have any inheritance because they were just given gifts and then dismissed and sent to the east. So here we see that these people did not have any inheritance. But now we are going to see how this man, I'm going to speak about in the book of Numbers chapter 10, played a vital role in the restoration of the inheritance of a black man. Now, I want us to read the book of Numbers chapter 10, verse 29 to 32. Numbers 10, 29 to 32. And it reads thus, it says, Moses said to his brother-in-law, Hobab, son of Jethro the Midianite, we are about to start out for the place which the Lord said he will give us. He has promised to make Israel prosperous. So come with us, 
and we will share our, our prosperity with you. Hobab answered, No, I'm going back to my native land. Invested one, Please don't leave us, Moses said. You know where we can camp in the wilderness, and you can be our guide. If you come with us, we will share with you all the blessings that the Lord gives us. Look at verse 32. Moses saying, If you come with us, we will share with you all the blessings that the Lord gives us. Now, this is very much interesting. To see Moses pleading with his brother-in-law, Hobab, to go with them to the promised land. And Hobab is saying, no, I cannot go with you. I want to go back to my native land. But Moses is pleading with him that please come with us and guide us. And remember, something very strange is that Moses has been guided by God. Because there was a pillar of cloud by, of fire by night. And during the day, a, a, a pillar of cloud which guided them. So they were under the guidance of the Lord. But still, we see Moses needing this black man over to go with them. Because he knew where they will camp. He knew everything about the wilderness. So Moses knew that he could not do it on his own. If he, his father Jethro, the father of Hobab, had mentored him, he knew that Hobab was also very much important in his life because he needed a man that will, that will guide them, that will give them guidance when he needed one. And so the Bible then becomes very quiet because it does not tell us about the response of Hobab, whether Hobab agreed to go with Moses. So the Bible doesn't say anything. But when we go to the book of Judges, chapter 1, verse 16, this is where now we realize that the Israelites have come to the promised land. They have entered the promised land. And the book of Judges, chapter 1, verse 16, responds, you know, it really shows that Hobab should have left with the Israelites. He should have agreed to the demands of Moses. Because in Judges, chapter 1, verse 16, it says, the descendants of Moses' father-in-law, the Kenite, went on with the people of Judah from Jericho, the city of palm trees, into the barren country south of Arad in Judah. There they settled among the Amalekites. So in other words, here we see that Hobab should have agreed to go with Moses. Because when they are now into the promised land, we see the sons of, uh, rather we see the the descendants of Jethro, no, Moses' father-in-law, going with the tribe of Judah. Now, this is very much interesting, that of all the tribes, the connection that we are seeing here, we see black people being connected to the tribe of Judah, not to any other tribe. We see them being connected and going with the tribe of Judah. And in part three of this message, this is where I am going to show you the role that black people have always played when it comes to the tribe of Judah, when it came to the life of Jesus Christ and everything else, to see that the connection was so strong. So, what we are, see, we are seeing here is that even though the black people, Abraham did not give them their rightful inheritance, we see their inheritance being restored. We see everything that the tribe of Judah having, we see everything that the Israelites, the blessings that they accessed, we see the black tribe, the black people here, sharing the same wealth with us. So it really shows that we are not only connected to Abraham by, by faith, but we are connected to Abraham by blood through Keturah, 
So, in other words, it means that black people can access every blessing that the Jewish people can access. Black people also have a right to that one. Because of this man, of the man called Hobab, who then restored the inheritance that black people had lost. So, black child, I want you to understand one thing. That you are not cursed. I have mentioned this in part one, that you are not cursed. And part two, I want you to understand that you are not poor. But I want you to understand that you are blessed with every, every blessing that Abraham had. Every anointing, every favor, every blessing that was given to Abraham. It's also yours as a black nation. So this is also challenging us as black people. That we really rise and open our eyes and understand. That even though we were referred to as Gentiles. But we are not actually Gentiles as such because... Our father is Abraham and we are connected to Abraham by blood. So it is high time that if Israel is a blessed land, we should also know that we are also blessed. And it is, we are also blessed. And it is high time that we also stand and we, we, we move into our inheritance and we claim what is rightfully ours. And we pray to the God of our father Abraham, knowing that we as the black nation, we are also blessed with every blessing. So I just want to believe that we are blessed by this teaching. There is a lot that can be said, but I just tried to summarize it briefly so that you can at least have an idea. So I will also challenge you that you go deeper and you study this word of uh, this teaching and then you also study the word of God for yourself and even see more, more examples in the Bible. So I want to thank the Lord for your life. If you want to access more of these teachings, feel free to visit our website www.egelsogm.org.za or you can just send a WhatsApp, a WhatsApp message to 083-774-8942 and you'll be able to access any of this or you can go to our podcast uh, you can go to Podbean and there the link is mulefetumelo.podbean Dot com and you'll be able to access all these messages or you can go to another podcast anchor.fm forward slash tumelo4 and you'll be able to access this one as well may the almighty lord continue to bless you as we shall be you shall be listening to part three of this may god continue to bless you i love you and i pray for you always signing off your bishop timolefe